Hello and welcome to episode 170 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVDs for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And we're finally going to review The Revenant on this episode, as well as give you our top five Tom Hardy movies, and just talk about what else we watched and what's going on. So, how about it? Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. We, we got around to The Revenant. Yeah, I mean, it was like some little indie movie, so we figured whenever we can get to it, we'll get to it. But <laughs> No, I don't know how this happened. It just what happened to coincide with, I guess it got a late later DVD release than usual, and then we had our hiatus, and just got kicked down the curve a little bit, but here we yeah, are. This came out really late in the year, didn't it? Yeah, it was like basically New Year's Eve or like the week yeah. before that. Actually, I I do remember sort of how we got to this is we kept pushing it back because we wanted to give the review justice. Yeah, not just yeah, exactly. And then we got busy, and then we were on hiatus, and then here we are. Yep, <laughs> but I mean, at least at this point, anyone that wants to see it has probably seen it. So yeah. I don't think we need to be too worried about spoilers on this one, so this will be the warning right here. We'll probably, I mean, there's not a ton of spoilers about the movie, but we'll just, we'll be open and honest with our feelings. But The Revenant, it was nominated for many Oscars last year. It, it won for Leonardo DiCaprio, won for Best Actor, got nominated for Best Picture, it didn't win. A spotlight won, I think. I can't even remember yeah, anymore. Yeah, spotlight won Best Picture. But it had like 10 or 11 nominations. I think it won a couple. And and it was just a big movie at the tail end of the year. Yeah, I'd Actually, imagine like cinematography or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because it has some good ones. Yeah. And uh, made some money at the box office for the movie, kind of movie that it is. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it had 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was both of our like most anticipated movie uh, for the fall last year. And and we're here to eight months later see if it lived up to our expectations. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize it's been that long. For a movie we were dying to see, we sure uh, you know, had a long, painful death to get there. <laughs> I do this sometimes with movies that I want to like really see where it's like... The timing can never be perfect enough, right? Yeah. To watch it or something like that. Uh, you're just waiting for like that perfect block of time that you can dedicate to it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, for the type of movie it is, you really do have to be in the mood to like really sit down and soak it in. Yeah, it's not a light romp. <laughs> it's a uh, cold, wet, heavy, disgusting. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that uh. Leo won his Oscar off this one. It's got to be the least amount of lines he's ever had. I know, yeah. Especially, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to talk when you got a hole in your throat. You can't even drink water properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he burns it closed. Oh, God. But, yeah, um, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, the whole movie is. Uh, what? I guess, what were your overall thoughts? I guess <laughs> we should set up what the movie's about for some reason. Because people don't know. Uh, basically, Leonardo DiCaprio is and Tom Hardy and their whole gang of settlers. It's basically like 
America seems to be first discovered and they're going around just doing whatever you do to ravaging the lands for whatever they need. For the most part, they're on contract to bring home a bunch of animal skins, whether it just be stuff they know or stuff they don't know or whatever. Yeah, so I mean, this isn't Pocahontas. I don't think these are the first people to discover America, but it's early on in the life of the... Yeah, the French are still around. Yeah, So the country we call home. And so I think there's a rivalry between Leo and, and Tom Hardy's characters, and at a certain point, Leonardo DiCaprio's character goes hunting for something by himself, which was a mistake in retrospect, and gets mauled by a bear, a grizzly bear, and is left for dead, basically. And and Tom Hardy kills his son, which is half Indian, because he had mated with an Indian woman. And... It's Leo's seek for uh, quest for revenge to try to get back at the villain yeah. of the movie. Yeah, survival, revenge. That's pretty much the tone of this whole movie. Yep, possessed by the eternal desire to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> and it's um, it's a very visual movie. Yep. They don't necessarily tell you what's going on there's not a lot of dialogue to there's a lot of uh, dialogue i guess in the beginning that gives you hints that sort of pan out through the movie but other than that it's a lot of uh watch and observe yep it sure is it's very realistic in that in that respect of you know they're not talking to the camera you know there's really no one to talk to and yeah, it's just, what's he going to do? He's talk to the birds and the bees? Yeah. <laughs> About the birds and the bees? With the um, hole in a shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what did you think of the movie after all this time? It is a very impressive movie. <laughs> yeah. um, it must have been a crazy undertaking to make. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, all the reports of... Like the cast and crew quitting because they had to shoot it in natural light, and really be, they were out there for a long ass time in the that weather. Yeah, if you look a lot at a lot of the lighting, I don't know if it's because it's northern of like where we live, but it seems like they shot in the morning with a lot, like very early yeah, in the morning. Yeah, how the light comes through. And it looks good. I mean, it paid off in that respect. Yeah, just visually, this movie is worth it, 100%. Yeah. The um, the plot wasn't incredible. I know it's bits and pieces are based off of a true story, or at least the main storyline is, but... Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to explain. It's not like a bad plot by any means, but it's a, it's a very long movie. That's, yes. It feels like too. Yeah. But I, I think but it is the strength way, of yeah. the movie. I'm glad it was brave enough to be that. But it's not a movie I'm going to be watching a whole, whole lot. No, I yeah, I I'm agree saying. with that. I think, like, my expectations were so high after that trailer and just everyone involved that 
it would be impossible to fully live up to it. But I did like the movie quite a bit, even if I was slightly disappointed. Um, yeah, I thought it was beautiful visually. I mean, the cinematography is just insane, especially in the action sequences. Yeah. And how it's more, it's like a rotating camera all in one, it seems like all in one shot, all in one take. I don't know, probably a little bit of editing there, but uh, masterfully done. The score is great. I love the score. Just on a technical level, it's almost perfect. It's the only part that that gets me about it is it is it feels very long and it's not necessarily that bad that it feels long because i mean just think how long it felt for leo's character when he's going for revenge but it did drag at times and um i don't know i just it wasn't a complete success but it was mostly a success yeah yeah, I agree. I almost feel bad kind of agreeing with that because I'm sure they got so much cut footage from shooting that that Yeah. It's probably impossible to edit, but it's definitely kind of art for art's sake in a way. That's pulled off in a really good way if you look at it that way. But but yeah, I agree with you. This movie was so hyped that I think it got to a point where it could never really live up to that yeah. kind of standard yeah but i mean the performances leo was great i think he deserved a nomination at least and hey i like him so why not give him the win i thought he deserved more uh the win more for wolf of wall street but yeah i was gonna say he won the oscar more so for me because he hadn't won before yeah exactly but I mean, you can't really say he was bad i mean he did a great job with what he had to do. So yeah, and it's really at at a certain point, it's hard to distinguish between great performances. So, so I can't complain about that. And uh, Tom Hardy was good. I thought his performance was good. I have some questions about his character, but um, he did a good job as usual. And Domino Gleason was in the movie. Uh, he was okay as well. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies, big movies lately, <laughs> from Ex Machina to Star Wars to The Revenant. To I actually, Amy kind films. of liked him in yeah. this movie. Yeah, he wasn't bad. But uh, um, but all the um, I thought the extras and stuff in this movie did a fantastic job. Yeah, it really felt like a lived-in world for sure. Because they really look like they're in that world. And then, just because you know who Leo and Tom Hardy are, they almost look like visitors. Right, yeah. But yeah, not in a bad way. But. I guess that is the one problem when you have, uh, like, these superstars in a lead role in a movie like this, because clearly these people stand out from everyone else. And I guess yeah. it makes sense because they are more leadership positions, but it is funny how... Uh, everyone else is just one of uh, another, you know, there's like just massive amounts of people doing what they have to do to survive and to get their job done. Yeah. And then Thanks. Leo can't die no matter what happens to him. <laughs> yeah. 
I wonder if that's why movies like like the original Star Wars, like why people get so lost in things like that, because they associate those people with those characters from the pretty much the get go. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Harrison Ford became a massive star kind of afterwards, but he wasn't like that big of a star back then. Yeah, and I I love the way the movie opens. Maybe one of the best opening sequences in a long time. I don't want to say since anything because I'll probably forget something. But I just love how it's just go, them going about their business. You know, the camera's moving along like like beautifully, just smoothly from thing to thing. And then all of a sudden they get attacked by these Indians and shit hits the fan. And it's just boom. You don't They don't miss a beat. There's no cuts. It's just how they take action from there you know yeah it's very there's a uh, lot of little things in this movie like like, uh, like you're talking about the action I love how all the action starts with the camera panning or rotating kind of slowly and then something whizzes by and then it changes the yeah the whole speed and aesthetic yeah they really do great with the, like the imagery and and just playing with expectation and and the attention to detail is impeccable. Yeah, there's a part in about the middle of the um, the movie where a meteoroid goes by. Oh yeah, in the sky and all the characters in the movie see it from different perspectives, but like. If you listen to it, like I had the volume up real loud, you can hear it go over. It's like there's no planes or anything this time. There's like no noise. Yeah. So you actually hear like the whistle and I thought that was really cool. Definitely. That kind of reminded me of uh, Game of Thrones when they they all see the thing in the sky that signifies the magic is back or whatever. The red comet. Yeah. But uh, obviously a standout scene is the bear attack. I mean, holy crap. Yeah. That, that looks real. That was I don't intense. Know how they I was did definitely that. on the edge of my seat. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was awesome. I wish, like, I almost wish it was like you just followed the bears from then on. They're like <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Book style. Yeah, that was awesome. Um,. It really showed how powerless he was. Yeah. With a gun, even. Yeah. Just at that thing's mercy. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and then it just like lands on top of him. And he's stuck. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, I guess the other big sequence was when uh, he had, has no choice but to run off of a cliff. With his horse and fall very high and then cut his horse open and get into the carcass so he doesn't freeze to death. Speaking of Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But this is a little (laughs) bit more detailed. Yeah, a little tougher to watch. Dude, like when he wakes up, it's like kind of frozen. He's got to work his way out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... The one thing about Tom Hardy's character, I just, like, I thought he was good, like I said, but I wasn't exactly clear about his motive at all times. Just seemed like 
he was being a villain just to be a villain. Yeah, I was going to say he was just, it just kind of turned out that he was a really shitty person. So, yeah, I was hoping there was a little more to it than that. Like, I could see if he was racist against Indians just from ignorance or or something like that. But he's just a complete dick to everybody. And yeah, he's just to, a guy that wants to cut every corner. And... He just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, I guess. As uh, Michael Caine would say in The Dark Knight. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. So I and I feel like it was lacking something else. Like I don't know what, but I felt like it was missing something. I don't know if it was like a different perspective, like f- maybe from in the Indians' perspective or the other people back at the main camp. I don't know. It just seemed like no, I agree with you. Else. I sort of thought the whole time that I, we should have gotten like one of the Indians' perspectives. Yeah, and or I mean, something. Leo does meet up with the one Indian and kind of come comes up with an alliance there, but I don't know. It, it's like they just made the the Indians the nameless bad guys that just kill them for no reason. Obviously, we know that's not the case, but. Just like in that movie with Tom Hanks and uh, Captain Phillips, I love that movie and how they gave the perspective of the so-called pirate villains, you know. It gave them a point of view and at least a reason for what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you there. I don't... Not the biggest problem, but... It it was kind of weird that for as little as that happens throughout the movie... And it's far away from everything as they are. They always cross paths with people. And you never really understand how that is significant. And yeah, I, I guess. Don't know. It's you know, like of... how the, his canteen kind of makes it back. Yeah, yeah. There's some weird and... stuff. It just seems like it's a bit of a mess. I think maybe a little unwieldy with all the stuff he was trying to do with it. It looks like there's a lot of good ideas that they put into the movie that just sort of got lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the dreams of like his wife and his son and the connection he has to the Native Americans. Like I saw where that was trying to do, but that that stuff didn't really work for me. It was like not enough to really make it significant or Yeah, for as long as this movie is I kind of wish there was, like, a prologue. To, I, yeah, I'd have watched it. Like, even if he's not necessarily involved. Like, even if they gave it to us at the end or something like that, where it kind of, like, actually went through his, exactly what his relationship was and how the people... I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really... I guess you don't really need to know specifics, but... it. I would have. I was interested in his backstory and and how it came to be, like how long have they been there? That he has a son that's that old. Yeah, yeah. And... I guess like the movies I'm thinking of are like, you know, like the Goodfellas or like Below or something. They kind of go through how he came to about being there. Yeah. Now it's a different, totally different type of movie than those two two movies. You'd have to do it a different way, but I wish I knew more. I wish I had more 
information somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the characters. Because yeah. I sort of just didn't care, to be completely honest, after a while. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. That's like, it left me a little cold. But I still, like, like I said, from a technical standpoint, like, I was with it completely. Oh, yeah, it's a dream from that respect. But but... it's like, yeah, the story and the characters, I just, I can't put my finger exactly on what it was, but kept me at a distance. I never was fully invested. Yeah, and once you get halfway, three quarters of the way through the movie, you're like, okay, Leo's going to find Tom Hardy. Yeah. And he's probably not going to lose. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. I was actually kind of down on movies in general after I watched this. I was like, "Am I? have I just lost that love for movies that I can never give anything above eight? Later, yeah. later find out that's not the case. It just maybe it just didn't live up to expectations. Yeah. It's the, there's great. always that tough stretch when you watch a bunch of movies and none of them really completely connect with you. It's dis- yeah. disheartening, but but I'm back, as I'll talk about later and what else I watched. <laughs> <laughs> but for this, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's a great vengeance survival tale. In the, It shows, like, if you have a sense of purpose and enough adrenaline, I guess you can do anything to accomplish your goal. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Alright, alright. I was between that. Style points a little bit more for me. Worth a little bit more for me. Yeah, if you would have asked me right after I watched it, it would have said eight and a half, but after sitting on it for a month, it's Uh, Yeah, well, that's when I refreshed today. Okay. So, pretty fresh coming off. Yeah, and it kind of, it doesn't really linger that strongly in my mind. As much as I thought it would. Yeah, I... The only reason I'm thinking about it now is because we're talking about it specifically for this. (laughs) Yep. Like, I would rather just watch still, or have, like, still images on, like, a computer screensaver or something just to be reminded of the beauty of it, but I don't really need to watch it again. Yeah, I agree. Maybe a couple years down the road it would be a cool watch, but... Yeah. Yeah, this director, Inratu... He's been, he did Birdman, which I thought was overrated, and now this, which was kind of overrated. I don't know. Yeah, but he he's always talent, ambitious. Yeah, at least he's you know trying stuff. No, oh, yeah, for sure. I'd rather someone try, try and fail than just go with like the Michael Bay formula. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's see. Tom Hardy. One of my favorite actors. I'm guessing probably one of yours, too. Oh, yeah. He's been in a lot of great movies, so let's let's get down with the top five. All right. How many uh, movies of his have you seen? I think I've seen already, like, over 20, even though he hasn't been around that long. Um, more than I thought. I didn't count them. Yeah, but how, like, if you see Tom Hardy's in a movie, does that, like, make you think, At this point, oh, I, I gotta guess. see that movie, or, oh, that's cool, if I watch it, then, uh, you know. 
Yeah, it's either I have to, like, see that because he's in it, or at the very least, it's, like, at least I'll like one of the characters, because I usually <laughs> like his taste and the characters that he plays. Yeah, I agree with that. What's your number five? My number five is uh, Black Hawk Down. All right. Just kind of a minor role. Yeah, honorable mention for me. One of his Love that movie, earliest yeah. ones. Yeah, I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago. I barely remember anything about it. Is that's the one with um, what's his face? What's the lead actor in it? Um, I can't remember what the hell his name is either. <laughs> he kind of fell off the map after. I want to say Josh Hartnett, but yeah, that's it. That's it. Is it him? Yeah. See, you don't I really don't really hear yeah, from he him too often. For a little while. <laughs> Yeah, what was that movie he did? Like Forty Days and Forty Nights. Yeah, that and he did the, um, the Pacific War movie, or it's Pearl Harbor, I guess. Oh yeah. Which I think is totally hugely overrated. Piece of shit, completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Hawk Down wasn't. That was actually pretty good. I should rewatch it. It's a it's a good movie. It holds up pretty well. Yeah, it's always on, like, Spike TV, right? I should bring it. I don't have TV. Yeah, me either. So, so <laughs> I don't even know why that's relevant. But, um, my number five is a movie that came out a couple of years ago, a little indie film me and Casey reviewed on the podcast. He liked it more than me, but I still liked it quite a bit. It's Locke. Did you see this? Um, I had heard of it. I didn't see it. Definitely worth checking out. The whole movie is basically him leaving his, like, construction job site and driving home. And it's basically just him, the camera's him in his car and him talking on the phone for an hour and a half. A drama about, like, a relationship drama with some twists and turns. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Great acting. Um, very, very good movie. Uh, I thought it just wasn't dynamic enough to be like a one of the all-time greats or anything, but definitely worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of Tom Hardy. He does some very good work here. It's basically he has a decision to make as he's driving home. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's this, he, at a certain point he's having a bunch of different conversations, but at a certain point he either has to go one way or the other and once he goes one way he's there's no turning back so wow definitely check it out yeah I'll have to watch it I forgot all about that I totally remember that now yeah I think the director Stephen DeKnight I think he's the same guy who um I might be mistaken, but I feel like he's he was involved with Daredevil for a while, or it might be a different tonight. But uh, <laughs> anyway, forget I said that. It's a good uh, writer writer director guy that made the movie. Yeah. All right. You number four. My number four. I'll go with The Dark Knight Rises. All right, another honorable mention for me. Um, I like Bane a lot more than other people did, personally. Yeah, I like but... that character a lot. And I thought action-wise, that was kind of the best Dark Knight. Yeah, as far yeah, I think, especially that one-on-one fight, definitely the best, like, 
hand-to-hand combat, like down and dirty fight that uh. Yeah, Christopher and then Nolan like the whole film. James Bond like opening with the plane and. Yep. It's a movie for me that's like got some excellent, excellent highs, but then also more lows than the other two Batman movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, Christopher Nolan. I thought the twist kind of ruined the movie for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's there's some stuff that's kind of head scratching about it, but yeah, I, I think it's one of those that you go in after the Dark Knight with the highest expectations and it doesn't meet it. But then I wonder if I go back and watch it, if it might actually be better than I remember. Yeah, it Overall. had a lot to live up to. Yeah, the first two movies and yeah, it's so. it's interesting how expectations either can make something like very disappointing or you trick yourself into thinking that it was as good as you wanted it to be. Yeah. You know, I like, I it's did like that, one way or the other. I did that with Spider-Man three. Like people are crazy. This is incredible. Oh, had all the, no, it sucked. Stop lying to yourself. That's what's been happening with, the, there's this video game that come, came out called new man's sky Yep, they simulated galaxy, and people just thought it was going to change their lives. And it sounded like an awesome concept. I actually, for the first time, went on Twitch and watched someone play it because I was interested, and I was like, "This is it." It's yeah, it's kind of like a relaxing. I like with uh, I forget who the reviewer was, but it was for Kotaku, where he said uh, he searched a puddle, essentially to find like its depth. And it didn't have anything. And then the second time he played it, he just like enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. And he was like, it's actually an incredible game if you do that. Just spend <laughs> your time exploring. But everyone wants like purpose. Yeah. Sounds like Fable. Yeah. Remember? It, it reminds well, me a lot about Because you had all cause... these uh, possibilities and how you could do anything that you can put your mind to. But turned out it was just a fun little story that had some... Stuff you could control. Yeah. I was one of the furious ones of that. I, <laughs> I traded that game in less than 24 hours after it came out. I remember the people at GameStop being like, are you sure? It's <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was disappointing. But then Fable 2 came out and I actually loved it. I can't remember if I even played through all of Fable 2. Oh, really? Yeah, I earned uh, Fable 2 and 3, I think, somehow, digitally. <laughs> yeah, you just adjust your expectations. It's a completely different experience. Yeah, if you just go into something and enjoy it for what it is, you're much better off. No doubt about it. Uh, my number four is a Western from a couple years back called Lawless. Had uh, yeah. Tom Hardy and um, Jessica Chastain. It was basically Tom Hardy and his brothers were on this. Uh, he was like a tough customer, I think. He was. I've already lost the plot. <laughs> it's um. Dean DeHaan is in it's it. It's in the Guy Ritchie, not Guy Ritchie. Guy Pierce. Yeah. It's. They're essentially bootleggers, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. And then Guy Pierce is like uh, has the fancy suits and. And he comes yeah, in. Yeah, I guess it's like the mob or something like Basically, that. Essentially, yeah. he's trying to buy bootleg whiskey from them and push them around. Essentially, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it was uh, a. Even if I can, I can never remember plots of movies because that's just not what I uh, love about movies. But I just remember liking it quite a bit. Love Jessica Chastain and and all the performances in here. I just thought it was a really good story. Yeah, uh, this was actually my next pick. But yeah, it's a like he's just tough as nails. It's based on a true story. He gets his like throat slit and just yeah, that's right. Shut and he survives. Yeah, he's just a badass. <laughs> Walks like twelve miles or in something in the snow. Yeah, that's badass. And he dies from like pneumonia later on in life <laughs> or something. Crazy. Yeah. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. What's your number three? My number three. I was going to give it to the rep, but I'm going to give it to uh, that, Lawless. All right, cool. I totally forgot about that movie. Yeah. I don't like usually using the movie we just reviewed in the list yeah. anyway. So. Revenant's honorable mention for me. Yeah. My number three is, yet again, a movie that came out. All these movies came out not that long ago. The Drop was a kind of a mafia movie from a year or two ago. It's Tom Hardy and... Um, Soprano, James Gandolfini, one of his last yeah. roles. He's like a bartender in his bar, and he's a little bit slow mentally, but he gets the drop on some people. I just thought it was a really well-made, well-scripted uh, movie with great character development, and I was invested the whole way through. And I think anyone that hasn't seen it should check it out. Yeah, I remember doing that one. It was a pretty good movie. It was a lot better than I thought it'd be, at least. Yeah, I it can't definitely re- was. really totally remember it. I remember it was like kind of confusing. Yeah, it's one of the rare movies that the trailer had me thinking, "Eh, I don't know about that," but then I actually watched it and loved it. Yeah, it's really cool how everything adds up yeah. and whatnot. It all comes together. All right, My number, number two, two is Inception. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, I've watched this movie a lot, and uh, sorry, sorry, um, it almost became like cheesy to me, like uh, the whole concept of Inception, how like overblown it's, like uh, especially seeing the South Park episode, making fun of it. Never saw it. <laughs> what did they do? It's really funny. It's just got like mobs of people shooting at each other coming through the episode at random times. But uh, I watched this video the other day. It was talking about can a movie be so good it's bad? And I felt like Inception fit. Hmm. I'm just trying to think. I haven't seen it in a while. I definitely watched it a bunch when it first came out. Uh, it's my number one. I'll just say it. But uh, I think it's one of the best action movies ever made, at least in recent history. Yeah, I totally agree. This It's an amazing movie. It's like the concept is so brilliant and executed so well that it's almost like the Matrix of this decade, or that decade. Yeah. Where going back, it's like, at the time, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it was ahead of its time, and now it seems like... Uh, anyone who tries to do that kind of thing, it's just a knockoff. Yeah, for sure. And it 
I guess what it is is it's such a serious movie. Like you really, and the movie is amazing, so you have no problem being completely invested in it. Yeah. But if you look at it like kind of objectively or cynically, it's kind of silly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going into but then dreams. You can do that with anything. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. But it, um, so yeah, for some reason, I decided to talk shit about my number two. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. But I, I really love this. I do love this movie. Yeah, I me too. Get and, some uh, hate from some people at this point, but it's the first uh, time Leo and Tom Hardy are together in a movie. Yeah. And there they are back again. My number two. It's Mad Max Fury Road. Wow. Just, again. That's my number one. Okay, cool. We just switched. I thought our list would be the opposite. To be with you. <laughs> yeah, we just flip-flopped there. But, uh, yeah, I've talked a ton about it. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. I think it's one of the best action movies, much like Inception, of at least of this century, this decade, this ever. I don't know. It's brilliant. I, it's it's definitely my favorite action movie ever. Yeah, like pure like action. pure action movie, yeah. not like like a spy movie where it's a little bit of everything. Or yeah, I, what what about Die Hard? Yeah, I mean, look, I I see where you're coming from, but it's not as really action. Compare the two movies side by side. Yeah. yeah. Mad Max is much, it's better made, but of that era of action movies, and that's what everyone thinks about when they're going to make an action movie, is Die Hard. Yeah. But it's definitely up there, which is saying something for a movie that just came out last year. Oh, for sure. And it just seems to get better with time, to me. Like, the more I think about it, I've watched it, like, three times now, and it's just incredible. It's one of these things that you can't believe this movie got made. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, like I can't believe how much I like that movie. I'm not really, really in the action movies like that. Like I like them for what they are, I guess, but like I don't really seek out watching them. And I'm, I'm surprised, like how engaged I was the entire time. Yeah, the most, the only action movies that I'm really always looking forward to is the Marvel movies, so, and comic book stuff. But when it comes to just, like, regular action movies, I'm with you. And I didn't even like the Mad Max movies that I watched all that much, so this was definitely a huge welcome surprise. Yeah, I think what I liked about what they did is they kind of just shut up and let it be an action movie. Like, there was a story, but it wasn't like... There wasn't all these parts where it's like, okay, we got to stop and like have these people talk for a while or something like that. Like they just let the movie be. Yep. It's a movie. <laughs> it's probably the most wall-to-wall action in any movie. Yeah. Ever. And I would rather see that. Like I would rather a movie just be like own up to the fact that it's going to be a thrill. You but know it's what I mean? constantly reinventing itself. It's constantly like. It's not just generic action over and over again. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. But we've talked to death over the years. Yep. Over the year, singular. Where did it come in our uh, March Madness tournament? It was definitely in Final Four team, wasn't it? Second or third. Yeah, it was a big upset that it lost. Yeah. 
maybe Fury Road 2 will redeem itself. <laughs> but uh, did you watch anything else? Um, I finished I'm Robot, or the first season. I haven't started the second season yet. Mr. Actually. Robot? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I'm thinking of the Will Smith movie. <laughs> I Legend, am Legend. For yeah. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am Robot. I don't know if I you meant robot. I Robot or I am Legend, and you meant neither. <laughs> well, anyway, spoiler <laughs> alert, but turns out that that's what the show should be called. Oh, yeah. It's Fight Club type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Uh, I, I like the show. I'll continue to watch it, but I'm not going to watch it, like, religiously or, like, I'll just eventually get bored one day, put the second season on, watch chunks of it. Yeah. From what I hear, like, some people say it's amazing and then everyone else says, eh, it's overrated. It's really not that great. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's bad by any means, but it's, I don't know, it's not mind-blowing to me either. Right. I do like how they, they are just, it's like one of the first shows that's kind of trying to do hacking the right way. It's not really the right way, but. But they actually use programs and hack it. (laughs) Yeah, they actually use, like, it's just text on the screen. It's not this, like crazy program that yeah. has all these visuals and... yeah i like that about it from what the little bit i've seen like seems more realistic than a lot of depictions yeah definitely what i like as well and uh, i also started watching uh the hbo show what's it called the night uh, of the night of oh yeah. my god i just started it i watched the first four episodes today yeah i i've seen the first four yeah, that's Is where the I'm fifth at. episode out now? Okay. There's six that's out now. Oh, okay. Well, I've definitely seen the first four. And I, I, I'm absolutely loving it. Yes, I love it so much. Oh, Actually, I'm surprised because I watched the first episode and I was like, because I heard so many good things about it. I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, this is okay. This is all right. But then second episode on at least second third and fourth episodes really hooked me i mean it's it's incredible yeah i totally agree that's how i felt i was just bored i watched the first episode it was like okay yeah and it was like, an hour and a half yeah it felt a little long like but once it gets into the actual meat of the story it's it's definitely like prime time hbo quality yeah definitely i'm loving um the michael k williams in the jail like yes but my favorite character i mean and i'm sure it's everybody's john Taturo is the the lawyer with the skin condition <laughs> yeah you know that was originally supposed to be james gandolfini before he died oh really yeah but i almost can't picture anyone other than john Taturo in that role i really can't either <laughs> And the main guy is great too, Riz Ahmed. Uh, he's from Nightcrawler. Um, ah, really, really I, I knew he looks sort of familiar. But... Yeah, he was like the little sidekick that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal hires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. I'm, I actually, I was kind of. I'm gonna catch up to the episode where they're at, episode six tomorrow, probably. But I was kind of disappointed. I had to stop watching it. Yeah. Um, I sort of just lost track of time. I forgot 
that many episodes have passed. <laughs> I almost but, wish I would have waited two more weeks now to start watching it so I could finish the whole thing. Just binge Yeah. Man, but, it, uh, it is true. I was going to say, I recommend people watch this. Yes. Oh, my God. It will definitely teach us something about how our legal system works. Yep. It's not really fair yeah. to an innocent person. It's uh, like It's got a nice, slow pace, but in a good way, like where it's attention to detail seems very realistic while still being like beautiful to look at it looks great the way they get some of these shots it's almost movie quality and yeah the story makes a lot of sense and yeah pushes the right buttons and also is hitting on that thing like that's popular right now the true crime stuff like serial and making a murder about it's like did he do it or didn't he do it yeah, they don't really tell you I mean, it's implied. I don't think he did it. I don't either, but as you get into like the third and fourth episode, you start thinking like him doing it would make a lot of sense, like yeah. with all this evidence, but it's just funny how like your brain will kind of just change its mind even though you know otherwise. Yeah. And it almost doesn't matter if he did it or not. Like that's not yeah. that's not really the point, right? Because it's He's not getting the benefit of any doubts. <laughs> no, it's not. You're innocent until proven guilty. You're no. guilty until you can get your way. Yeah. Get out of it. Yeah. But watching uh, Michael K. Williams in this makes me finally want to go watch The Wire. Oh, yeah? Because I'd never seen it. So I mean, I've seen the first, very first episode, and I don't even think he's in it. But um, Yeah, I think... I don't know. It, I haven't watched The Wire in a long time. I think if there's any two seasons you might not like, it's the second. I don't know. I just remember the first season looks a little bit different because they probably didn't have as much money Yeah. in backing. You know what I mean? But it is a great season. Yeah. Actually, you definitely need to watch the first season because just it's got Just to understand like, what's going on, get the characters. And... It's got the hardest moment I've ever watched on tv on it all right ever <laughs> but yeah i never really because i've only seen that guy i know he's Omar from the wire and he's got this great reputation but a lot of the stuff i've seen him in, he wasn't that great like where he's in roles that don't really suit him all that well or it's very minor roles and he's in and out and i don't yeah. really get to see what the fuss is about but this this role in the night of is is great but uh also, when you go to watch The Wire, he's not a main character in The Wire either. Oh, really? He sort of becomes one later in the... I don't know. I guess it's hard to pick a main character in The Wire because it was one of the first that just had that many characters. Yeah. But he's a major, minor character. Gotcha, gotcha. Like uh, Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones? Yeah. Cool. Actually, that's a very good way of looking at it. Yes. <laughs> well, I watched, if we're on TV, I might as well continue down that road. Yep. I watched the first episode of The Get Down. I watched that as well, actually. First episode. Uh, so, yeah, I had seen it on Netflix when I was scrolling past, but I never really heard any buzz about it. And then you mentioned it to me. And then I have I was like oh I haven't really heard anything about it and then I heard a bunch about it on a pod, on a couple podcasts later in the week, so it's a, a twelve part 
series, but it's split in half where it's six episodes are released now and then six more will be released later. Directed by Baz Luhrmann from The Great Gatsby. And Love him. Yeah, it's basically like 70s New York um, musical, basically, about um, just the music scene that, all the different music scenes that came around at that time, basically, yeah. I guess. And um, it's like uh, all black or mostly black cast. Great performances. I actually like a lot of the cast. But overall, yeah. I, I'm I'm probably done after the first episode. It's not that it's bad. I just felt like it was a mess. It's all over the place. Yeah. I thought that almost most of the way through the first episode and then when it finally got to the end where they go to the the get down yeah i sort of understood more of what the show was gonna be because i i think i did the same thing as you where i was expecting just kind of like a piece about that kind of revolved around music but it was about like new york in the 70s and it's more it's more he like the director's style of stylizing everything. Yeah, and I mean I love the Great Gatsby. Bit what they represent. For some reason, I don't know. Like it was just like, for I thought it was gonna be like this kid chasing this girl, and it'd be like a slow build of a of a relationship or something. And all of a sudden they're in a club and there's like dance offs or and I don't know. Like oh no, I I definitely agree with you it's sort of like what the hell is this shit gonna be about yeah exactly and it's more episodes. an hour and a half the first episode so it's like come on get to the point and i heard that it's kind of like that the whole way through oh really yeah well so. how i was gonna look at it was i kind of agree with you in the first episode it's kind of like what the hell was all that what is, else is it going to be about but I kind of figured the first episode would... Some shows would like that. They got to share a little bit of everything in the first to get you over a hump or something. Yeah. And it'd be more like there'd be an episode where there'd be more of a focus on this person or that person or the, this thing or that thing. Yeah. I... So there are a lot of things that came out of that time. There's still the graffiti, the Yeah, that's hip-hop. really cool. I love the visual... Like, I love the sets, the costumes, the... There's a lot to, that I really liked about the show, like especially the main characters. The main girl is incredible. She's great. She's fantastic. I like the main guy. Like I'm not rolling it out. I might continue watching it, but it just is kind of off-putting. Yeah. And there's so much TV out right now. Like I don't like Jaden Smith though. I <laughs> surprisingly he didn't bother me too much. I feel like he's not playing anybody. I feel like he's kind of being himself. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way but, it opened, actually. I was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. It starts sure. like, it's like a rap concert, and it's like this rap. And I was feeling it. I was like, man, this is going to be good. And then it, it kicks back in time. And I was still liking it because it kind of started slow. And then at a certain point, it kind of just lost me. I mean, I don't know. I might keep going, but it's not a priority at this point. Yeah, I, I got to agree. It's not a priority of mine, but I'm going to give it a couple more episodes sometime soon. And definitely let me know. See where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets better, I'll definitely hop back on because 
I did like a lot of it, but with TV, like it's easier for me to drop because it's so much of a commitment. A, a bad movie or even a mediocre movie, I'll just finish it because it's only like two hours of my life. Whereas a yeah. TV show is such an investment. Yeah, in. it's a big thing. But uh, the only other TV I've watched is the season four of Orange is the New Black. I've watched the first eight episodes. And I was down on the show after last season, season three. Didn't really like it as much as I loved the first two seasons. Thought the show was kind of just fading out. And thought it kind of lost its mojo. But season four, it's back. It's not yes. quite as good as the first two seasons, but it's definitely better than last season and I'm enjoying it quite a bit still five more episodes to go but I I am glad that I watched this season that's cool anything else for you um no pretty much it besides what we're reviewing <laughs> in the moment <laughs> alright well I watched a bunch of movies. Let's see <clears throat> if I can get through this. <laughs> I watched Everybody Wants Some, the new Richard Linklater movie uh, about the. It's basically a spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused, whereas that was like a coming of age tale about high school kids. This follows a kid uh, who's going into college. It's his first couple days of college, and he's on the baseball team. And it's like in the 80s, whereas Days and Confused was in the 70s. And um, I absolutely loved it. It's my favorite movie of the year so far for 2016. Um, there's not a whole lot of plot to it, but it is just a great character-driven story where it just follows three days of him first getting to school and getting to know the guys on the team and all the personalities clashing and basically just does a great job of showing them they're trying to get girls but obviously <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but the way that they're able to you know get team chemistry and camaraderie up through that kind of shows how that is needed to translate onto the field to be a good team uh, I don't know it's hard to explain because there's really not a lot to it other than them just like hopping from uh, social group to social group trying to pick up girls and failing and succeeding and having infighting and being competitive about everything but I don't know I only played you know Little League and American Legion in high school baseball but I kind of related to it a little bit and uh, thought it was just incredibly well made great performances from mostly actually I don't know if I've ever seen any of these guys in anything before um great performances all around loved it absolutely loved it yeah i remember hearing about that and being kind of excited for it forgetting about it i'm glad you liked it so much yeah if you don't like i mean if you need plot in your movies it might not be for you but great little story with great characters uh which is what i love so that's that's nice. that another movie i watched that i loved it's called The Lobster. This is starring Colin Farrell, John T. Riley, and Rachel Weiss. 
I've wanted to watch this as well. It's been on my list. Yeah, it's actually pretty high up there now. Yeah, it's a super weird movie. It's from director who made Dogtooth about five years ago, which was he's Greek. He's a Greek director. Uh, I think his name's Yorgos Lofthamos. And Dogtooth was this movie, this really weird movie that I loved, and a lot of people liked. That was about a family that's kept like uh, secluded the kids are kept secluded and raised from by their parents to not never be on the outside world and a bunch of odd things that happen and then he had a another movie alps that had a weird concept and this one continues that but it's his first english language movie and it's about a world where you have to be married or coupled at all times or else you have to go to this hotel where you have 45 days to find your perfect mate or else you get turned into an animal of your choice and live out your rest of your days as an animal. <laughs> but it's like, it takes it deadly serious. It's like this deadpan comedy humor um, that I I enjoyed quite a bit. And it kind of, the first half is more set in the hotel and that kind of like exploring that concept and then the second half kind of goes in a different direction but it's very good it's not for everybody it's a very weird movie but i enjoyed it quite a bit um colin farrell is great john c Riley isn't in it as much as i would like but he's great as well so is rachel vice i'm glad to see that his weird humor has translated into uh american style movies so I give That's it a cool. eight and a half out of ten. Check it out, but don't be surprised if you hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I definitely got from this. That's why it's taking me a little while to get around to. It seems so weird and dry that I would really yeah. have to. <laughs> but I usually that usually pays off for me. Like all the movies that I've thought that way, like a uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I didn't yeah, really watch that. You might like it. I hope you do. Like. It's one of these things where I thought it was hilarious, but it's more in a just, it's not like a set up punchline, set up punchline. It's like these weird little off, offhand lines that just hit you like two minutes after they've said it, you know, like just thinking back on it. And yeah. It's a highly quotable movie, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been gravitating more and more towards movies. Like Inherent Vice is one of my favorite movies yeah, the last actually, 10 yeah. years now. And... You might like it. You might love it. Definitely worth checking out. Who knows? <laughs> uh, um, let's see. What else? I watched this documentary on on uh, Netflix called Fastball, which is about baseball, obviously. Seems pretty obvious. I've seen it on there. Yeah, it's like just this little hour and a half documentary about um, the beauty of the fastball. And it really just goes very in-depth in starting, like, who was first known for their fastball, all this stuff. It seems so simple. So that, like, for the longest time, I wasn't – I saw it on there, and I'm a big baseball fan. But I'm like – I mean, yeah, I know what a fastball is. I don't really need to watch this movie. But I kept hearing – from other baseball fans that it was really good so I checked it out and they were right it's fantastic it kind of renewed my love of the game it was so well done like wow 
Yeah, going back through all the history and showing video and interviews of people before I was able to watch them. Like, there's this guy, Bob Gibson, who I think, I'm trying to think if he was one of the guys that kind of was one of the first black baseball players to come over from the Negro Leagues. And he had this vicious fastball. And just seeing, like, hearing the stats and seeing video of him pitching, like, Made me wish I I was I was watching those games back then because, man, he was dominant. But really, yeah. And this guy Bob Feller, basically anyone with my name is gonna have a good fastball. <laughs> Bob Feller was like in the 30s, I think 30s or 40s, and he was throwing the ball like 98, 99 miles an hour back then. Which, wow. Yeah, was pretty insane. Pretty different ball and everything back then, right? Yeah. And meanwhile, like this guy, I think Walter Johnson, he was like the first guy that was really like, man, this guy throws harder than anything. And they do this translation about how fast it actually was. It was like 88 miles an hour or something. Really? Which now is like slow as molasses for a major league fastball. But and I remember I, watching a little short on why they don't allow spitballs and why they changed the baseball so often one time oh yeah with the Mississippi it was mud. super interesting yeah because they used to like work the balls in and they used to be so brown before they had stadium lights someone threw like a, a spitball really fast and hit a dude in the head and killed him dang <laughs> so they allowed like all the old spitball pitchers to keep pitching but they you couldn't become like come into <laughs> the league and be one of those guys interesting pretty cool interesting yeah so yeah, I mean, basically, if you're a baseball fan, definitely check out this documentary. It's short and it's very good. And if you're not, I don't know, give it a shot. Maybe you'll, you'll become a baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, I might check it out. Um, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I respect the history and uh, I definitely like the things they're doing with stats now. Yeah, for sure. Like I like how they have all these sensors around the stadiums now. So in the future, when they have they can like literally compare two players. Yeah, there's definitely some pretty cool technology that could come into play, even like come up with new stuff, even like in yeah. the next few years or so. And I love the debate of should there be umpires because they probably have the technology to not even need them anymore. Yeah, but but do you want that human element or? It's sort of like the route soccer went is. They call it the beautiful game, and they kind of like that aspect. They like the uncontrolled. Like, you hate it if you don't get the call, but you love it. Like, yeah, it makes good moments, kind of. Yeah. It's it's interesting to make because at the same time, like, the right call should be made. But then you hate to see it, even when it's, like, they have instant replay now, and even when something gets overturned, it's kind of a buzzkill, like, no matter what. Like, yeah. it used to be whatever they call, that's what it is. And that was kind of, like, cool, but I don't know. I, I'm undecided myself. At least there wouldn't be so much debate over things if it was just set in stone, in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to get past that, like, once the call's made. Exactly. But I agree with you. Uh, American sports are more procedural, and our culture is kind of that way. Where yeah. There are rules, and it should be very defined. They're much more open to interpretation. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. All right, next up 
is The Witch. This is a horror movie that uh, a lot of people saw at film festivals late last year, but I think officially got released early on 2016. It's like a super hyper-realistic uh, horror movie set in the New England colonial It's times. like the Crucible-ish. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's unbelievably realistic. It's kind of bizarre. But it's this family who gets uh, sent away from the town because... I forget exactly. The guy's, like... The dad is, like, so strictly religious. I don't... I can't remember if that has something to do with it or not, but... So they have to... Yeah. And they go and live in the woods in this wooded area by themselves... And the movie's fucked up. It's really, really fucked up. To give you an idea, early on in the movie, the little sister, or the sister is, like, playing peekaboo with the baby. And then at, at, you kind of see that, know that it's coming when you're watching it. But she, like, takes her hands off her eyes and the baby's gone. Well, then you cut to the witch in the woods who is, like, rubbing this pink, bloody stuff all over her naked body, old naked body. And you realize she took the baby, mushed it up with the stone, and made it into this pink goo, and rubbing the baby's blood and insides all over herself to make her young again, or whatever. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) And this is, like, 15 minutes into the movie. And... It's kind of slow, and you can barely understand what these people are saying because it's like the regional dialect and it's hardcore. Yeah. But, man, some of the imagery and just messed up stuff that is in here is scary. <laughs> it's actually One of scary. the only um, scary movies that I've kind of been interested to see. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a look, for sure. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. The only thing holding me back was just it's almost too realistic. Really? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it ends. The ending is great. The ending is crazy. So, and there's this billy goat that is like possessed or something. What? Uh, yeah, it, it's a bizarre movie, but I guess that's imagery. I think like the devil was supposed to be yeah, part I of mean, billy goat or something like that. It's again on a, from a technical level, super well made. Like this guy is a craftsman. I think the guy's name is something Eggers or something. Like definitely has future in this business. Nice. So yeah. Next up, <laughs> let's see what's next. How about The Little Prince, which is on, another movie that's uh, exclusively on Netflix. It was supposed to be released, an animated movie. It was supposed to be released theatrically. It got pulled at the last second for some reason, so Netflix picked it up. It's like a half stop motion and half like Pixar style CGI animated story about a girl and her single mom who are like perfectionists. The mom is like, you gotta get into this perfect school, here's how you're gonna do it. And the girl, so they have to move into the zone of the school they want to get into, and they're right next door to some old weird guy who 
is like I don't know he has an airplane in his backyard and the girl and him have come come together by accident and build this connection and chemistry and, and become friends and he shows her the stories of the little prince that he had written and and the half that is stop motion is like the actual story of the little prince uh, it's pretty interesting better than I thought it would be I just popped it on because it was a Netflix exclusive and uh, it was definitely definitely decent I don't know it has a pretty good voice cast Jeff Bridges uh, Paul Rudd a bunch of other people uh, yeah anything with Paul Rudd you're <laughs> I mean I didn't even know it I was like heard his voice and I'm like that's Paul Rudd I love this movie <laughs> But uh, it, it's all right. If you got kids, definitely check it out. Seven out of ten for me. Did you watch, speaking of Netflix originals, Tallulah? Not yet, but I think I'm going to. Actually, I think I've watched pretty much the whole movie. I fell asleep at some point when I couldn't sleep one night. Yeah? Any good? It's not bad. All right. That's... It's actually, uh, acting-wise, it went the exact opposite, though, of how I... I'm not the biggest Ellen Page fan. Yeah. But she is actually the part of the movie I like, and I don't know what the actress's name is. The lady who plays the mom figure. Yep. Uh, she's from like the West Wing and stuff. Yeah, I know who. I see. I, I usually like her, but I actually thought she was the weakest part of the whole movie. I don't know if that's her fault or character-wise, or it's not bad. All right, that's good enough for me. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I did watch, speaking of Ellen Page, I almost made it a Ellen Page double feature because I was close to watching Tallulah after I watched Into the Forest, which is a movie, it's like a kind of a, a sci-fi movie, but not blatantly a sci-fi movie. It's like a post-apocalyptic world with this dad and his two daughters, and they're in the woods, and it's like... A massive power outage happened and no one has power in at least this whole area where they are so it's kind of goes back to the stone ages but it's also the future so they have certain things that are advanced it's weird like yeah. that but then uh early on the dad dies so it's just these two girls which is ellen page and evan rachel wood and how they have to survive and and um it was it was all right, <laughs> just like you said about Tallulah. It was I didn't regret watching it. I I give it a six and a half out of ten. Like it was solid. Thought it could have been better, but um, it was interesting. Definitely yeah. interesting. Next up it was a movie we were going to review, but we're just going to run out of time. So I'll talk about it. It's Green Room. Right. This is the movie with uh, the kid Anton Yelchin, who got, uh, got yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's part of a punk band who gets a gig at a Nazi bar, and then <laughs> something happens while they're in the dressing room that they shouldn't see, and the Nazis, like, are neo-Nazis, I guess they are, and they... They keep them trapped in their dressing room as they try to figure out what they're going to do. And it turns into this big thriller like where there, a lot of people die. <laughs> it's got, um, what's his face, uh, Captain, 
the Captain Picard from Next Generation, uh, Professor X himself. Yeah. Patrick Stewart. He is like the head Nazi guy. And it's very good. It's really, really good. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, actually, that one does look pretty. What's up with Nazis being a main (laughs) thing of shows and movies lately? I know, they're making a comeback, I guess. Because even in Orange is the New Black, uh, the main character gets branded with the Nazi symbol on her arm. <laughs> That's like it's the it. and then there's a like German History X. Oh really? Is on Netflix, which is extremely hard to watch. By the way, like I can it imagine. might be great. I'll probably never watch it. It's all in German, which is a really hard language. Yeah, I feel like for being English speakers to listen to because our languages are related, but. It sounds like they're talking backwards or something like that. Yeah. It's like even if it's some German girl whispering sweet nothings in your ear, you think she's yelling at you. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so and it's just it's really hard seeing people angry. like become Nazis just out of Yeah. Ignorant. I don't know. It really bothers and me. What about the movie with Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself, who goes undercover yeah. in you know, like a Nazi neo Nazi thing? See, I was thinking like that movie was the same movie, like before you started talking about Green Room. Yeah, I was thinking those were like almost the same movie. (laughs) Nope, just another Nazi movie. Yeah, but Green Room is great. I gave it eight out of ten. Definitely would have been worthy of a full review, but man, you can't can't review them all when you take two months off. You just can't do it. (laughs) All right, I'll be quick with the rest of these. Uh, Sing Street is a movie I watched that people are raving about, and it is very, very good. It's the same director that made Once. Did you see that? No. Oh, classic musical with uh, Glenn Hansard and Glova, Martina Glova. No, that's a tennis player. Uh, This girl, it's... uh, The guy, Glenn Hansard, was actually a part of, like, this huge Irish rock band, The Frames, and did this movie with this guy, John Carney. Uh, where they used his actual, or they made actual music for the movie, and it was fantastic. And then he came out with another movie a couple years ago that bombed, basically, so people thought it was a one-hit wonder. And then he came out with Sing Street this year, which is like uh, follows these young Irish kids as they form a band in their school, and to get basically he starts the kid starts a band to get a date with this model girl and they end up really dedicated to the band and it's a sweet sweet story it's nice it's it's a very good movie i didn't love it quite as much as a lot of people but it's definitely worth checking out the music is good seven and a half out of ten nice i watched triple nine this was a movie that actually was anticipating quite a bit after we did the pre-judgment day for the trailer a while back, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the guy from Breaking Bad, uh, Aaron Paul. It's got yeah. a great cast, Woody Harrelson. Uh, so great, I can't remember anyone else. But a lot of good big names. But man, and a director that has made some good stuff in the past, but I didn't like it. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Five out of ten. Like, it's a story about like these bank, these people rob a bank or pull some crime, and then you realize, oh my god, these are cops, and it's basically cops trying to catch the dirty cops. And I don't know. It just was very bland and uninteresting to me. You got me real built up on that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's, oh. it's just not good. I don't know. I guess yeah, everyone has swings and misses every once in a while. Yep. But, yeah, so that was disappointing. But, let's see. Was the Huntsman Winter's War disappointing? You take a guess. Probably. Yeah, it was. I actually liked the first Huntsman movie. Uh, which is definitely a minority opinion. I didn't love it, but I thought it was a fun little action movie. So this one added Jessica Chastain and Emily Blunt, two of my favorite actresses, and somehow it got way worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's 5 out of 10 again. It's just bland, Ouch. nothing to it. Just Why, did, why even make a sequel? <laughs> I don't... Ah, sequel, Money. sequel, sequel. Yeah, I don't think it made that much, so. <laughs> Which leads me to my next movie, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Sequel. <laughs> it oh, sucks. Man. Oh my god, was it bad. Was it? Yeah, I mean, they try to force the Mad Hatter down your throat, who was probably the least interesting character to me from the first one, which wasn't great to begin with. Yeah. And you add uh, Ollie G as time and... That wasn't very good either. Four so is this, isn't there like a second book? Is this what this movie's based off of? I guess so, but I don't think this is what the second book is about. <laughs> I think they just <laughs> right. took the name of the second book and slapped something together. Like, this is so weird. The Mad Hatter, his family, is, like the whole, it's basically the Mad Hatter's movie. And I didn't like okay. it at all. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 3. I checked that out. All right. Um, it's basically, it's a little bit better than the second one, not as good as the first. Still great visually, got some cool action scenes, but nothing to see here. Basically, the story is Poe the panda, played by Jack Black, finally meets his real dad and gets in with the pandas. And I mean, it's ho hum to me. It was just you know passable. Six out of yeah. ten, six and a half out of ten. If you like the other movies, you probably like this one. Another animated movie I watched was the Angry Birds movie, and nice. <laughs> that wasn't very good either. It had. I can't imagine why. <laughs> no, five out of ten. But actually, the only decent part was at the very end. They actually used the concept from the game pretty effectively. Um, enjoyed that a little bit, but overall. Ho hum, very. That reminds me of like how I felt about Doom. Like that movie sucked, but there was like about a minute of the movie that's like first person. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like the game, which was awesome, and then. Yeah, are you interested in watching Hardcore Henry? I am. I actually watched like twenty minutes of it. I heard like it didn't get the best reviews, but I heard from someone that loves video games that it's like. The best, it, the best video game movie ever made, even though it's not a video game movie. Yeah, it's like that. It's in a way, it's the best action 
it, not like literally the best action movie, but everything is pulled off extremely well from what I've seen. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Definitely going to check it out at some point. There's not like a lot of like in a lot of action movies you can change your frames and stuff to like really I don't know. There's not a lot you can hide in this movie, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I heard they're crazy. They do their own stunts and stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch the whole thing eventually, but I'm, I'm just, just going to have to be like the right time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, two more. The BFG I watched. Ooh. The big fucking giant. The big <laughs> friendly giant, whatever the F stands for. Um... Uh, condolences to Edgar because this was probably the biggest bomb of the summer <laughs> in his draft. But uh, it's an okay movie. It's not terrible. I, it's a six out of ten for me. It's a story of a girl who who sees a big giant in the middle of the night and becomes friends with it. It has its moments. Like I like the part where he's kind of he's going down the street at night. And it's just like this sequence where he's being creative to hide, to not be seen by the humans. And I uh, thought that was pretty clever. And then there's this big scene at the end when he meets the queen and all these, the royalty. And they're having like him and the girl are having this little dinner or tea party type thing. And he has this potion that gives you explosive gas. And the queen and all her royal people are exploding these big farts at the dinner table it's kind of oddly charming but uh, other than that it's kind of forgettable yeah so i didn't have high hopes for this one but this was steven spielberg though i mean yeah i mean he's He's just putting his name on things yeah i don't know it didn't feel i mean i guess it kind of did feel spielbergian in a way but not classic spielberg yeah, and the last thing I watched, which I won't say much about because we're probably going to review it down the line, I would assume, is Warcraft. Okay. I mean, I don't know if we need to review it because I don't have much to say, other than I hated it. I've heard such mixed things about this movie; it's crazy. I guess if you're a huge World of Warcraft fan or Warcraft the original game, uh, you might like it. Uh, I mean, the argument that I've heard from people that like it is a lot of people trash the movie, and they're like, it's not nearly that bad. I think it is. But, <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen it at all. So. To me, it was... I was I was never into Warcraft either, so, I mean, I don't have the reaction. Yeah. To me, like, one of my least favorite kinds of movies, just in general, is a generic fantasy movie. Like, I like some fantasy... Like, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. When it's really, really good, uh, I like it. But when it's just that generic, like, fantasy where there's no real investment. uh, There's no real, like... I don't know. It just seems... That's what this is. It's bad, generic fantasy movie with a big budget. Like, the the goblins or whatever, the orcs, they look Do you know what the budget was on this? 160 million? Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. I, I remember seeing a thing about it, and they said you'd be surprised how big, like, how not big 
the production of the movie was yeah or something like that like it's almost like indie made in a way but with with the money behind it yeah man i thought the acting was atrocious um only positive was that the orcs look cool and some of the action effects were decent but yeah super disappointing because i love this director duncan jones and i don't know man i don't know what was going on interesting Three and a half out of ten for me. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the worst movies of the year for sure. But that's all I watched, just a couple things. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, was there any big trailers that came out? I think, uh, um, did you watch... Star oh, Wars. Oh yeah, Rogue One trailer two. Yeah. The, thought, the Vader <laughs> reveal trailer. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that was kind of quick. <laughs> that was, uh... Kind of clickbaity, if you ask me. Yeah, like we kind of already knew he was going to be in it, and to, the I I was waiting for it. I was like, well, we're going to have our Spider-Man moment at the end, right? And they yeah. do, but it's like it's so weird. Just the back of his helmet and him breathing for like literally one second. I don't know, and then it cut off. It was kind of weird, but I still I think the movie looks great. Yeah, I watched. Uh, there's an international trailer that just came out yesterday with a big reveal or something. I heard. Not exactly. They they make it seem to be that there's more Vader, but it's still the same scene. You just like hear a little bit more. But I heard there was a line where some, uh, he might have said something, or not even Vader, like something else, where someone says something about someone's father. It's from your father, or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the main protagonist. The girl. Okay. So, like in the original Star Wars, they talk about. All they say is many... Actually, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, really. But Hey, it's in a trailer. In the original Star Wars, they say a lot of people died to get us these plans. Oh, yeah. Talking about the Darth... Or, what, the Death Star. But So in this, they say there are these plans or this message. It was sent by your father. We have a mission for you. So the international trailer is more of like the Rebels. Like... They had the the actual Star Wars theme kind of redone playing throughout it. And then the one we saw for our release was the Imperial March yeah. kind of redone. Right, yeah. I just like the look of, like, it's like a war movie down on ground level with, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Different the perspective, way I different I'll, perspective. I'll be okay with this movie if it's not, like, the best in the world but if yeah. they can give like a good action movie action flick or something i'd be cool with that i think it has a ton of potential like yeah i love that there's no like you, you're going in you're not like okay so these people are gonna live obviously like anyone could die anyone and everyone yeah so that kind of gives it like some uh you know What's there, i think there's like that i know of there's one character that can't die out and of I, all the trailers. I don't even or besides Vader. I mean I could assume, but I, I I I don't know. The lady giving the mission. That's the only one I know. Oh yeah, I guess so, yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh the only other trailer I can think of right now is um Arrival. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Uh it's Dennis Villanueva. Villeneuve, I forget, I don't know how you say it, but I love the guy. One of my favorite directors up and coming. Uh, the guy that directed Prisoners and Enemy and uh, is going to be directing the Blade Runner sequel. 
he oh, okay. he directed this movie Arrival, which is... Jared Leto just joined it. I think. Oh, yeah. Whoopee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this movie is about, like, this alien spaceships that land on Earth. And Amy Adams plays someone who is, like, a linguist, I guess, who specializes in languages, and she has to go and try to communicate with these aliens to stop them from just killing us all or something. Or at uh, least that's the tension. Like, we don't know what their intentions are, but you got to go talk to them find out. And it's her and Jeremy Renner, who's a mathematician, and um, Forrest Whitaker, I want to say, speaking of Star Wars, and he's, like, someone from the Army. And there's the three people going up. And the trailer, like, it was only the first trailer I saw was a minute long, and it, it got me psyched. It might be my most anticipated movie of the year now. Wow. Just cool visually and, uh, I don't know, built tension even in that one-minute trailer. But that's... that's amazing. Yeah, The Punisher got a trailer. That was the other one I was thinking of. But I haven't watched it, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Prejudge that, bitch. <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you later. We'll catch you next time. Email us the Redbox Report, uh, Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I want, yeah. You go first. <laughs> I want Twitter at Redbox Report. I want Twitter at the Oriole Report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Find us wherever you find any podcast-related material. And goodbye. Thanks.